The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Welcome to the Ask Harry Podcast. This is Harry Margolis, and this is the podcast where we interview experts on all aspects of estate planning. On this episode of Ask Harry, Harry talks with attorney Laura Goodman of Margolis and Bloom on the subject of retirement plans payable to special needs trusts after the SECURE Act. Welcome, Laura. We've got a hefty topic today. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, let's uh, answer a question from the AskHarry.info website that's uh, quite related. So I'll read the question and then we'll see how we can answer it. So here's the question. I am a divorced 60-year-old man. I will pay child support for about the next nine years. I have four children, ages 13 to 22. I have a revocable living trust, but there seems to be a gap in how I handle IRA inheritance to my children. Most of my assets are in IRAs. The trustee seems the trust seems to work for non-IRA assets, and I've named my children as direct beneficiaries of the IRA accounts rather than the trust. I have researched, and I think I may need an IRA trust. Is that right? And uh, yeah, I think the answer is yes. Mostly you uh, don't want minor children to probably have the cash in their hands and maybe you might not even want them uh, to have the ability to uh, cash out the IRAs at age 18 since they'll since they will could spend the money and 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 have to have to pay taxes as they withdraw the money from their shares of the IRAs. In addition it could if they're applying for financial aid in college the fact that they actually have this cash ability to have the cash could affect their financial aid. But the trust itself gets a little complicated. Fortunately, as we're about to discuss in terms of the SECURE Act and special needs trusts, the SECURE Act, which was passed at the end of 2019, makes it harder for most people to stretch out their annuity payments on inherited IRAs. So it used to be that if you inherited an IRA or 401k plan account from somebody else who died, that you could then stretch out the, your withdrawals from the retirement plan based on your own life expectancy. So if you're 20 years old, you have a really long life expectancy so you don't have to withdraw that very much each year and, pay, and means you don't have to pay taxes on very much each year. And the bulk of the funds can stay invested tax-free. But with the SECURE Act, for most people, that has gone away and you have to withdraw the IRA within five years. But there are some exceptions, and we'll be discussing in a few minutes the exceptions uh, for people with disabilities. But in relation to this question, there's also an exception that if you're under age 18, you don't have to begin withdrawing the IRA. And, And correct me if I'm wrong, Laura, you still have another 10 years after that instead of five. That's right. So say at age 12, if you inherit it, you can make the withdrawals based, continue to make them based on your own life expectancy. And then you get to be age 18 and you can actually during that 10 year time it whenever, 10 years, you can time it whenever you want, how you take them out. And, uh, but again, you still, if you take them out, you got to pay taxes on them. And then it gets even longer if you're in college, because if you're still going to school, you can actually start that 10-year period all the way up to age 26. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So I would say to the, in response to this uh, gentleman that we that he should have a trust given uh, the age of his children and uh, so much control they would have on the IRA, our IRAs, and the ability to make some pretty tough decisions about timing and how that affects affects them in terms of taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any, anything to add to that, Laura. No, I don't think so. I think he, he would need a, probably a new type of trust because most likely the revocable trust he has now doesn't include provisions to account for retirement benefits. So it's important that the trust is carefully drafted. So moving on to our, our main topic of the day, as I said, the SECURE Act does did change things quite a bit. And under the old uh, rules, when you inherit an IRA, you could stretch out the withdrawals for your life expectancy, and there's a lot of tax advantages to doing that. And under the new rules, you just, except for the young people who have a, a 10 plus year period of time to do it, and, and some other exceptions, you have a five years to, to take the withdrawals. And you can do them on, during those five years on whatever schedule you choose. But the, uh, one of the exceptions is people with disabilities, which really in some ways, I, th- I think, turns around advice we used to be giving. So and this gets into some complicated stuff between conduit and accumulation trusts. And I don't know if you, uh, you want to explain this, uh, Laura, how that, how, what we used to do and why this is changing now. Sure. Before the SECURE Act, we, if we were drafting a trust that we knew would be named as a beneficiary on a retirement plan, we had two basic options. And the first was to draft something called a conduit trust, which is something that's what we typically preferred if we could do it. And a conduit trust, basically, it says that you know the beneficiary is still going to to receive the required minimum distributions every year, and it mandates that those distributions be paid out directly to the trust beneficiary, plus any other amounts that that were withdrawn for any reason have to be paid out directly to the trust um, beneficiary. So basically, the trust is just serving as a conduit for those distributions and any other income from the retirement plan to be paid out. Obviously, if a person either has a disability or should not be receiving money for some other reason, we wouldn't want to include that kind of provision in the trust. So instead, we would prepare what's called an accumulation trust, which means that the required minimum distributions still have to be paid out, but they're not paid out to the beneficiary. They're basically paid to the trust and they're, they accumulate within the trust. And but those are more complicated than kind right. of trust, right? They're more complicated and the trust has to have more restrictions. So that's one of the reasons that we prefer to conduit trust because in an accumulation trust, for example, one, one requirement is that you can't have charitable beneficiaries being named as remainder beneficiaries on the trust. There's also you know, limitations on if you're giving the beneficiary a power of appointment, you can only give them a, a limited, you know, power of appointment only basically to their descendants or other specified family members. So it's there's more thought and planning that has to go into the accumulation trust to make sure that it can properly be named as a retirement plan beneficiary. You have to uh, sort of read through the successor beneficiaries, right? Because none of them can be younger than the primary beneficiary. Exactly. Yeah. So for an accumulation trust, obviously you have the 
beneficiary. And then if that person passes away, you have to think about who's going to receive the property, who's going to be the contingent beneficiaries. And did so, I say younger, but it's really older, right? They can't mm-hmm. be older than the primary beneficiary. Right. Yeah, ideally, you want to make sure that the contingent beneficiaries in an accumulation trust or are around the same age or younger than the primary beneficiary. So that makes drafting those types of trusts a little more difficult, particularly sometimes we have clients where they have a you know disabled child and they want to set up the accumulation trust, but maybe they don't have other family members to name as contingent beneficiaries. I had that case where they really wanted to leave the they really want to name a charitable organization as the contingent beneficiary. And unfortunately, that's just not an option with an accumulation trust. So in the past, I often advise clients who, who are planning for their children and they might have several children, one who has special needs, that they actually not have the retirement plan go to that child. Mm-hmm. So that they say they have their non-retirement assets go to the special needs trust or some proportion of them and have the retirement plan go to the other kids because it's just so much simpler. And if the other kid, if the other children are adults, you might not even need a trust. You just name them as beneficiaries of the retirement plan. And we don't have to get into any of these, this complicated drafting or consideration of who may be contingent beneficiaries. Of course, if the retirement plans, the, the bulk of your state, you can't do that. But if it's, if it's a smaller proportion, you could just, it's a, it was a good way to keep things a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Uh, both for the clients and and for us. And of course, if it's simpler for us, the, our, our fees are lower because we have less less work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, I guess we're rethinking that because if the retirement under the SECURE Act, if the retirement plan goes directly to the non-disabled children, then it has to be withdrawn five years after the death of the parent. Yeah, 10 years. But if yeah. it goes into a trust, for the child with special needs, then it could be stretched out during his or her life expectancy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really one of the um, major exceptions to the Secure Act requirements. And you know, if, it, while you can name the supplemental needs trust as a beneficiary of the retirement plan and get the benefit of stretching the IRA, you do need to make sure that the supplemental needs trust complies with the Secure Act requirements which some of the older supplemental needs trusts that we were drafting and others were drafting don't necessarily meet those requirements. And so what are the, so what are the new requirements yeah. in addition to what were, was out there before the SECURE Act? So now in order to be able to stretch the IRA for a supplemental needs trust, the trust needs to be what's, called, what's considered a sole benefit trust, which means that there can't be any other beneficiaries who could potentially receive a benefit from the trust. So prior to the, the security, that, that, that doesn't mean can never receive a benefit, I assume, just during the life of the yes. person with, who's disabled. So prior to the SECURE Act in our SNTs, we would sometimes include a provision that would allow the trustee to make discretionary payments to the beneficiary's spouse or to their children. We also often included language that would expand some of the housing payments so that if they lived in a group home with other people, they would be allowed to use the trust funds to pay for housing, even if it indirectly helped other people. So those are two provisions now that are not compliant with the SECURE Act. And for a lot of our clients with older SNTs, we are having to amend those trusts to take out those requirements and make the trust truly a sole benefit trust. 
So the, the Congress never acts to make things simpler. So I guess the bottom line is that anyone who, who has a retirement plan and has, is either going to do special needs planning should consider this, but also anyone who has done special needs planning should, should probably have their plan reviewed. Mm-hmm. It may either may make sense on the one hand to have the, an IRA or retirement plan go to the special needs trust when the advice in the past might have been not to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if we're talking about a smaller plan, maybe it's not worth the trouble changing any things, but especially if there are larger plans, it uh, may save a lot of money in taxes to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and I'll add another reason it may save money in taxes because when funds are withdrawn, you have to pay taxes on them. Mm-hmm. And if they're withdrawn by an individual, they're going to be paid at that individual's tax rate. And so if it's somebody who's earning a good amount of money, and is uh, has a high tax rate, they're going to pay a higher tax on it. And then again, in addition, if you're withdrawing it more quickly, the withdrawal the withdrawals themselves may push you into a higher tax bracket. But someone who's who's disabled and is getting is getting benefits, public benefits, probably is not in a very high tax bracket. And again, if they're spacing out these withdrawals over their lifetime, the, those withdrawals from the IRA are probably not going to push them into a higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So there can be real tax advantages to switching the plan. And then kind of the last part is if you already have a plan with, an, a, with a special needs trust, that's also a IRA accumulation trust. As Laura was explaining, it probably needs some amendments because of the new law. So any, anything we should add there? I don't think so. So if, if you're one of your cl- our clients or you want to become one of our clients, my advice would be to uh, contact Laura Goodman in our office because she has uh, much, much more expertise on the nitty gritty of this than, than I do. But, uh, but the big picture is plans need to be reviewed in light of the SECURE Act. So thank you for your help on this, Laura. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ask Harry podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions about estate planning, you can find answers at askharry.info. And if you don't find your answer there, you can post a question and I will respond to it. You can also subscribe and listen to future episodes on iTunes. If you're interested in Harry's book, Get Your Ducks in a Row, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Estate Planning, please visit margolis.com. That's M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S.com. Ask Harry is a production of Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.